I am the booze. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Weird Thing About That, where me and my fellow players are given a subject matter and have to find the weirdest, cruelest or funniest story on that subject. Players' stories will be scored by a head judge and the winner will be revealed at the end of the episode. I'm Chris and joining me today, still shaken up from the sight of a whale's penis, Chucky. Yo. And still aroused by the thought of Mothman's buttocks, Joe. And once again, joining us from the Z1 podcast, our special judge, Aaron. Hello, once again. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Three weeks in a row. Oh, I know. <laughs> the missus is loving it being without me. Uh, Aaron, if we can please have today's subject and how it will be scored, please. Indeed. Today's subject is magic. And how it will be scored is on the Marvin's magic mark. How many tricks you got inside those ridiculous play sets when you were a child often bought by nanas my nan bought three in a row because she had dementia bless her is that oh. the one with the, the, the egg cup and the ball i remember yeah. that one. Oh yeah. yeah and the metal hoops that you could stick together and pull oh. apart again. yeah you quite often lost half the set come boxing day and that, that's where the real that's where the real magic come in because you know no one knew where the fuck everything was <laughs> it's got a silk hanky and a rubber thumb and who's going first Let's have a Chris. Okay. If you've ever had sex with a woman, then you might not be familiar with the card game Magic the Gathering. So, for those of you who don't know what it is, here's a quick rundown. Magic the Gathering is a deck-building card game created by Richard Garfield, revered by many a geek around the world, sometimes known as Cardboard Crack, with this nickname likening it to the drug because it can be highly addictive but also costs a lot of money. In very simplified terms, the game has nerds casting spells and summoning creatures onto the battlefield, which is usually someone's kitchen table, and strategically attacking and blocking with their creatures in an attempt to reduce their opponent's life total down to zero. There are five colours of magic cards, red, green, blue, black and white, each with their own unique themes and abilities, and players can either pick one colour for their deck or merge multiple colours together, giving them access to more spells. But the cards don't just stop at their abilities. Many professional artists are hired to create their artwork to go on the cards to portray the wide range of spells and monsters, and the detailing on a lot of the artwork is incredible, especially compared to some of the simple cartoon-style art on a lot of the rival trading card, card game franchises. On top of this, as a compendium to the gameplay, there is also a wide arcing storyline published alongside each new set so that players can keep up with the exploits of their favourite characters depicted on the cards. Now, going back to an earlier point I made about cards being expensive, while the average booster pack of cards may cost the same as any other trading card game, there are certain older cards which have become famously rare and expensive as both collector's items and for use in professional tournaments. One card, known as Black Lotus, made headlines in 2021 when a mint condition alpha edition of the card sold on the market for over half a million dollars. So make sure to take your garage for any old boxes of cards buying around from the 90s. You may be unwittingly sitting on a fortune, such as in the case of an internet-breaking Facebook post to a Ford car enthusiast group. A man called Mathieu Larivière posted the words, Making my stock rims nicer, XD. Happy I had some old shittier magic cars lying around. Accompanied by a picture of a freshly spray-painted wheel rims, with Magic the Gathering cards stuck around the edge so he didn't get paint on the rubber tyre. Upon zooming into the pictures, users were quick to point out he had half sprayed over what looked like this to be a great condition Black Lotus card. 
pouch. You may be thinking, why would a card be so valuable for use in a tournament? Well, the Pro Tour every year has a prize pot of $250,000, so having some powerful cards on hand is always a plus, and worth paying a bit of money for if you're a professional player. These tournaments can be fun, but what's more fun is seeing the reasons why people have been banned from competing. Although you're standard cheaters, you do get people who lose their temper and get thrown out for violent misconduct. However, my favourite story of banning is in 2014, when a man called Sid Blair noticed that there were a lot of book cracks on display at the tournament, and he went round and did a series of photographs of himself sat next to all the book cracks he could see, with a deadpan expression on his face and his hands in the prayer position. The photos went viral due to their hilarity, and Sid Blair earned himself an 18-month ban from tournaments. So if you're interested in playing, get down to your local game store where a kindly virgin will assist you in learning the rules and building a deck of your own. As an exception to the rule, I very much enjoy the occasional game of magic, but as I have two kids, I can also categorically prove that I have done sex on a lady at least twice. I mean, <sighs> well, I'm, I'm gonna hop right in. Like, So Magic the Gathering sounds exactly like a pay to win kind of game. Like if you've got money to shovel into it, what's gonna stop you like from winning every single tournament? Exactly. Yeah, so th there is, um, the thing is, there's, for every thousand pound card there is, there is a 10p card that just counters it outright. It's just, um, it's it's all very meta though. It's like you've got to sort of work out what decks people are using on the uh, tournament mainly and try and build a deck that counters that. And to be honest, the counter cards to the very expensive ones are often very cheap. Um, wait, wait, so, so do, do you have a maximum amount of cards you can take in? I believe the maximum size is 300 cards for a deck, but you can, you, most people stick with 60, which is the minimum, but obviously you're not diluting your card pool. If you have 300 cards, most of them aren't going to be that focused on what you're trying to do. I'm, so I'm you, you, you said obviously there, yeah, just to really highlight just how, <laughs> yeah. how little I'm getting of this. It still just sounds like... Yeah, well, I, I brought all my strong cards from home, so fuck you, little school kid who just wants to have fun playing games. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not usually it. at the... Uh, they're not at the Pro Tour, though. <laughs> not until they sank around 100 grand. I, I went to one of these once. Uh, it was awful. Was it this was where Ellis got the cards thrown at his head? <laughs> yeah, and then chucked up everywhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He, he won was... a prize. He threw a deck, like a pack of cards at him, and he couldn't catch them and it just ricocheted off the top of his head it was quite good actually it, like skimmed um yeah it was like it was gambit like, from x-men it was an all-day thing right it was in the shittiest thing i've ever been in like with a toilet that hadn't ever been cleaned and the people in there i don't want to be horrible but were disgusting <laughs> joe that's a bit of a counterintuitive sentence right there i, I could have been worse mate like Oh, it is very, and it was like I'm not good at it. I haven't got the fucking patience. Like I'm, I'm a very much a top. I'd rather play actual cards for money because um, there's luck and skill involved in that. These people, every game was the maximum time limit was like 45 minutes. Every game would go 45 minutes, and I'm like, you've already beat me. Oh, but I'm gonna. I was like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> like you can't leave the table though until they've won. And then someone was trying to get me to like come around to her house or something. I was like, no. I, I, why would I want to look at you? You're a disgrace. <laughs> I feel like we've uh, tore down well, some this, um, walls here, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it, there's lots of very nice Magic the Gathering people. They don't live in Manchester. <laughs> but in as much as a Smash Brothers tournament is going to be less fun than playing at home with your friends, it's very much the same with, with Magic. If you, like, uh, I, I play at my kitchen table, 
with people that I like, you know, I don't go to these sort of sweaty stores where, um, like you say, sometimes it, things can get a bit creepy and intense. But and, and this is the sort of game where people put the cards in like protective cases as well, right? Yeah. And so if Lock, somebody yeah, bends yeah. your card, then that's kind of like a massive social faux pas. Like people uh, throwing hands over shit like that, right? Uh, yeah, I guess like, so. Yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. I want it. Get, like getting punched off, Mister Burns. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's fun if you're playing with friends and stuff, but it is just, it's just that whole day out soured. We didn't a wig factory catch fire as well, and like the air. Oh was like, yeah, the air was like toxic, melted plastic, yeah. and everyone was chuck. Yeah, it was a bad day, all right. It was. Yeah. I think this is what scarred you for life on it. Is because um, it, yeah, it was about thirty degrees anyway. There was the wig fire. Ellis got concussion from the from Gambit, and then yeah, and everyone stank in there. <laughs> it was magically a, aura. It was a hot day. I've been a hot day for a while for a couple of them. A <laughs> <laughs> run of days without a shower. Yeah, it's not like the fucking Sarsons factory. So if this one am... card is worth half a million, I might go and yeah. check my uh, McMills from the 1984 Panini sticker album to see what's, <laughs> uh, what it's worth. The thing is, yeah. it's not even that good a card, is it? It isn't on its own. It's um, So you need mana to play your cards, and the better the card is, the more mana it costs. But you can only put down one mana per turn, usually. <laughs> I, I could feel the glasses sliding up the yep. yeah. <laughs> during so, that description. So te- technically, what this card does is, is um, add like an additional free mana. So in a di- it, it's not a good card on its own, but what it does is allow you to play a very good card earlier on than you normally would have. And if you can play that three turns earlier, you can pretty much win the game because of that. I'm definitely not I'm, running I'm out of my house to buy these cards. But not understanding. Yeah, we'll, cut, we'll cut this out. <laughs> cut all of it out, mate. Yeah. You, you're bad. Uh, <laughs> Who's going first? Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's it, it's just yeah. It, it, it the whole thing is is like you say on a on a on a anything above playing where you make the kitchen table becomes pay to win. Yes, uh, and yeah. it, it, it sucks all the fun out of it. Yeah, and we've spoken a bit actually about, it, but some of these guys are, are genuinely nice, and they will say like, like, like that that tournament that we did that we spoke about. The the first game I played, this guy was like, um, "You lost, but I can show you where you went wrong if you want." And he sort of helped me, he helped me build my deck again, and it, it was very helpful. But you are you do get some of the real fucking rules lawyers. I must have got all just, of them because they were all bastards. Yeah, that just completely sour the uh, experience and just what make you want to play at home with like people you're like, oh, just not play at all. Yay! <laughs> Moving and on. Preference every time. <laughs> and who's going next? Oh, let's have Joe. Sorcery. Witchcraft. Running about in the nip in a field trying to summon Satan. However you want to refer to magic, first let me make one thing absolutely clear. There is no such thing as magic. It is all a huckster's con, a conman's grift, and a grifter's fiddle. That is not to say I don't love seeing a woman being sawed in half or being forced by some impressively mustachio deviant to pick a card, because I can suspend my disbelief in reality long enough to believe that Paul Daniels' life wasn't a complete waste of time. Magicians are just about above ventriloquists in terms of attractions I would pay money to go and see. But I digress, this is a weird thing about that and not Joe's tirade against members of the Magic Circle. Who I would like to talk to you about today, though, is a man who thought his mad skills in karate also gave him magic powers that he could teach to you. Yes, you. 
Chris, put your checkbook away. James Heydrich was born in 1959 to a teenage mother and an abusive father. He claims he unlocked his awesome mad kung fu skills at an early age after witnessing his bad dad do an actual murder on one of his brothers. But as we will find out, like a lot of what James says, this is probably a heaped bucket of steaming lies. Throughout the 70s, James had many run-ins with the law for burglary and assault, but his sleight of hand tricks and mad karate skills made him something of a celebrity, earning him national exposure and prompting the claims that he had psychokinetic powers. So he was like a walking Charles Xavier, right? Firing out mind blasts to defeat his enemies to save the world? No, no. His powers amounted to being able to turn the page of a book or making a pencil spin round on the desk, like Professor X if you ordered him from Wish. And with these amazing powers, he went on to open up a martial arts school where for a low, low fee, he would teach you how to tap into your stationary bothering powers and be the scourge of office supply stores worldwide. His appearance on TV's That's Incredible in 1980 cemented his wicked powers of moving stuff slightly as the hosts declared his powers legit, even going so far as to cover his mouth in case he was blowing the pencils around as one host claims he could hear him breathing heavily. And this is where our story would end if it weren't for our longtime friend of the show and all-round badass, James the Great Randy, who knew that Hydric's power amounted to nothing but a simple illusion that he could and did easily replicate on Bob Barker's That's My Line. Randy offered 10 grand to Hydric if he would come in and use his powers under certain conditions. That is, foam packing peanuts would be placed next to the open book, and if Heydrick had powers like he claimed, he would be able to move the pages without disturbing the peanuts. As Heydrick tried to turn the page, he claimed his powers failed him, and that the static electricity from the stage lighting was weighing the pages down, making them too heavy for his powers to move. A watching panel of judges waited over 30 minutes for Hydric to judo chop the ever-living piss out of this simple psychic task, but he eventually had to admit defeat like the absolute shithouse he was. To really rub salt into the wound, the great Randy demonstrated the technique with better proficiency than Hydric ever did. After being rumble, Hydric confessed, the whole idea behind this in the first place was to see how dumb America was, how dumb the world is. And there we have it, people. There is no such thing as magic. There are only people who want to believe and people who want to deceive. Wow. So, Talk about digging yourself a grave. Like, well, I just wanted to say how stupid <laughs> you were. So no, yeah. don't you feel like a dick? I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people who people who get caught out doing something that they know of themselves is actually like a hoax. They, they rage harder than anyone else, don't they? Like, yeah, well, you're all fucking idiots. Yeah, it was all a con all along. It wasn't just an excuse so I could open up these karate schools where I could molest underage boys. That's what he was doing. Yeah. Oh, uh, I thought I'd keep that out because it's not really fun. <laughs> save it for now. He went to prison for a long time. Uh but prison I, of the mind I've, I've no no actual prison because he is a bad nun uh he i've watched the video of him doing this and he's got like karate geese on and he's like and he's like i can clearly see him blowing it like when people like everything under a layer of vaseline in the 1980s what was going why couldn't people see this for what it was turns out people just want to believe and like starting a karate school with this idea of oh yeah I can easily teach you these powers that nobody else has you know it, 
And again, like I said, people want it to believe. Everybody would love to think, oh, well, if my bully comes up to me, that's fine because I'm just going to hit him with my mind rays. Oh, you're not. You're going to be able to, to, to fire small pieces of paper at him slowly or as rotate a pencil around no your peanuts there, yeah. So... So it's like, oh yeah, for this for the low cost of five thousand dollars, I can show you how to do this too. So they pay up, and he just goes, "But you do this for your lips." You go, no, I I see, I oh, I couldn't find that much more information about like the actual training and cost stuff. I imagine it was mostly karate based because apparently his karate skills were dope. But uh, that was what it said on the police report. Um, <laughs> mad karate skills, <laughs> absolute nonce bastard though. Yeah, um, <laughs> his, yeah, his karate stuff was fancy. Well, I assume he was teaching them that, and then he's like, once you get to like black belt or whatever, then we start the mind workout. I imagine. Oh yeah, yeah, because mm. like you said, when we did karate, it's all a cash grab, isn't it? It's every yeah. level's a new belt, every certificate's more money. It's yeah, yeah. going back to pay to win. <laughs> Only in this case, though, in this case, though, (laughs) you know, you're blowing menus off tables like a bastard. Yes, you got it. Just think what you could do with that power. You could turn people's pages over for them. Yeah. If if they didn't want to touch the book, it's limited use, isn't it? Like, you could be a concert. You could be like a concert pianist, but you wouldn't have to like flip the page with your hand every now and again. You could just do it with your mind. Oh, that's good. Just stop playing music, dead. You just got to learn the, uh, the, yeah, the eight grades of piano first and then. Yeah. Maybe I won't bother. Anyway. <laughs> yes. I have no I'm more. I'm, I'm, I'm spent. It, yeah. It's worth watching. If you can find the, I'll, I'll find find the clip and send you. It's of it is just shit. It's just literally like a guy going, blowing down and across slightly. It's not even a good trick, is it? Like, no. It's like the one like where a child comes up to you and shows you a ball and then goes, close your eyes. Where's the ball gone? Well, I close my eyes. You've thrown it over there. Like, it's <laughs> shit, I, mate. I can see it's still bouncing off. Yeah, it's that it's sort the of magic can... fish on the hand, isn't it? Oh, you... uh, that's that's Christmas, that isn't it? That is Christmas <laughs> in a nutshell. Well, not in a nutshell, in a Christmas Christmas cracker, but yeah. And who's going last? Oh, that'll be Chucky. All right. Magic is a lot like comedy, in the sense that expectations are set to later be subverted. Magic, also like comedy, makes it possible to die on stage, except, you know, in a more real way. Over the years, many magicians have died given a performance, some in ways you might expect, like getting shot with a real bullet instead of a blank, just like on the set of Rust, but then others in ways you'd never hope to have the misfortune or dreaming of. The amazing Joe Burris, whose nickname is a little underwhelming if you ask me, suffered a fate I wouldn't bestow upon an enemy. Joe was a bit of an escape artist, following in the footsteps of Houdini. Houdini had made the process of escaping seemingly impossible situations quite popular, and in fact several magicians had shuffled off this mortal coil, attempting to imitate him. Joe had been successful in the old magician's favour of escaping a coffin whilst wrapped in chains. But as is the case with so many things in life, Things are only okay up until the point that they aren't. In 1990, Joe would up the already sky-high ante in his latest version of the trick. At a Halloween special, Joe would be lowered into a grave in a plexiglass coffin wrapped in chains. This wasn't anything out of the ordinary, but to make the trick something a little special, Joe decided that instead of simply covering himself in soil, he would also use cement. On the night of his performance, Joe was getting ready to be submerged, but before the trick went ahead, he called it off momentarily. 
The chains around his neck were a bit tight and were choking him. This was the universe giving Joe one last out from what was about to happen next. Joe, however, was hell-bent on providing the people with a scary show they'd remember forever. And as the cement mixer poured the liquid cement over his grave, that's exactly what he did. Joe truly believed he was the next Houdini, an amazing escape artist, a great illusionist, and perhaps greatly so. However, Joe was not a great structural engineer. Now, anyone who's worked in a construction site will tell you a bucket of cement weighs a lot more than a bucket of soil. But hindsight's 2020, right? Well, once the grave was almost full of soil and cement, there was an audible crack and an instant depth change in the grave that had been fashioned for Joe. His coffin that was made out of plexiglass had collapsed under the colossal weight. Getting to Joe in time to save his life was impossible, and on October 31st, 1990, the career of the amazing Joe Burris would come to an abrupt end. So, when you sat watching someone turn a magic wand into a floppy bouquet of flowers, you should take a moment to think of the pioneers who decided to push the envelope, who took their shot and tragically missed. Nope, don't like that. <laughs> it's fucking awful, isn't it? I mean, like, just like being buried alive, like Houdini did try to do this trick of being buried alive and he, he, he cacked it, he, he couldn't do it, he had to get dig, like dug out and that was just soil. I'm guessing it was a lot of cement. It, of maybe he knew he was dying, but he'd seen like funeral costs. So by, yeah. they were, as they were lowering him down, he's just like, ha <laughs> Take that, Geico, or whatever they have in America. Yeah, no, I don't think it was that. I think it was just poorly thought out. Like, you wouldn't have got that on Jonathan Creek. That is true. <laughs> it's, it's dreadful planning. You're only an escapologist until you're not. I mean, as well, mm. like, in 1990, were people still entertained by escapology? No, I... Like, I get it's the, it's the worst was like of a, the yeah. magic arts, isn't it? It's I like escapology. Like um, yeah, he was the OG, and it was it was different at the time. But you see all the shit on, like, I don't watch it, but Britain's Got Talent, now there's still escapologists and, and stuff. And it's not a comfortable watch. It's not something I want to see. And I get you've trained for 20 years to be able to do this, but it doesn't what? make it doesn't make it entertaining for me. I don't want to sit there and cringe for two minutes while I, watch an, while I watch a guy nearly die. It's not well, entertaining Scott Talent, to watch. One guy nearly drowned. He had a bucket on his head that was filled up with water and he had like 98 seconds to do this escape. Any longer than that, and that was as long as he could hold his breath for. And yeah, after 98 seconds, he was still fucking about. So they had to like tip him upside down. Yeah, just don't, mate. Oh, just... dude, whilst researching this, there's so many like tales of things that have gone wrong. One one of the common things to do Houdini era was like to pop yourself in a, a milk uh, like, truck. Well, I was going to say milk bottle. Like, uh, <laughs> they had like massive tanks, right, where they used to like transport milk, and it used to be a thing to climb in one of those, close it up, and then lock it. And um, this guy who was doing his um, his routine when they were transporting that little jug thing, <laughs> I'm going to call it a jug. Fuck it. No. A tank um, pale been, uh, well that, that's more of a bucket isn't it but anyway um it had been dented and so the mechanism that allowed him to get free wasn't working but the problem is you're inside the fucking like tank doing your whole shit like oh i'm banging on the side because you know that's dramatic and then you're two minutes deep you think the banging stopped and he's still not out it's get him like, out get him out get him out yeah it's, it's too fucking late <laughs> at that point isn't it but like, I, I think it's like you said you know it's it was perversely curious to see somebody like do stuff like this but then at a certain point 1990 yeah, you know, we had we had much better things then, surely. Yeah, right? like Nirvana. It's, it's just like I know Houdini was great. Like Houdini could pick up a pin with his eyelashes and use it to pick lots. And I'm like, that's baller. That's like you were put on this earth to do that. Mm. I, 
the rest of it, I don't care. It, it's like in the in the hierarchy of magicians. It's like escape artists, like close-up magicians, because I'm fucking sick of that at restaurant. I'm trying to eat my tea. I don't want it. <laughs> I like big showy ones. I like like not Siegfried and Roy because that was like live animal. Although that yeah. was, but like Penn and Teller, like just stage magic. I like mm. the performance of it and stuff like that because at least I can sort of work out how most of that's done. Like, yeah. It's, it's, but again, I can suspend my disbelief of that. But fucking escape arts. It's just like, <sighs> isn't it like you flex when the chains are tied, and then when you release, there's this giving them and. Mm. <sighs> Wasn't David Blaine still doing this well into the 2000s, though? I'm sure there's plenty others that probably still do it today. Oh, Chris Angel, probably. Yeah, the mind freak. Yeah. Dynamo. <laughs> oh, fuck off. He, has, he just doesn't have a showman's voice, does he? He comes all mysterious, like the lights go down, it's Dynamo, and he was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. It's, it's yeah. You're right, <laughs> you're right Dockers, it's me, Dynamo, go and do it's, my tricks. It's thingy, isn't it? It's, uh, what, what was the psychic call for Phoenix Knights? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the word. Yeah, but no, I mean, Dynamo, what? Oh, I'm, I can't be picked up by mortal men. All right, have fun with that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, th- this guy, um, the Amazing Joe, as he called himself, uh, he really thought that he was going to go down in history as, like, um, the next Houdini. He, is there he any... really believed it. I don't want to be awful and ghoulish, but is there video footage of this? There, there is video footage. You, you, so, as graphic as it can be, really, because, like, there's no camera inside the car. <laughs> You're watching dirt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you, you see the cement just, like, suddenly dip down, and then everybody's like, uh-oh. Uh-huh. The problem is cement isn't really something you can... Like, like dig out because as soon as you move some it just gets replaced by others around the side it's do you think they bothered digging him up <laughs> they didn't just fucking leave him of course they dug him up but he was like yeah but yeah, they're gonna bury him anyway it's not like he needs a fucking autopsy I mean, he, no he, one is died a, he is a wizard seal him under concrete it's probably for the best isn't it <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was all a tax avoidance scheme yeah put like a lead graph cage yeah. over the top like nuclear there. waste or those copies of E.T. for the entire 2600 <laughs> <laughs> No, I'd have just I'd have used some of the leftover cement, made him a bit of a headstone, and while it was setting, just push oh, it up. Oh, <laughs> well, people write right. their initials in there. <laughs> Put your face in like the Hollywood Walk. Hey, man. What are they going to do? Like they spend all the money digging him out and go, "Yep, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> Let's oh, bury him. This, this We've already like got a hole." <laughs> I mean, I just, yeah, there's no need. I don't. No, I'm making gallows humor there because I really don't like the thought of that. So I, just... Yeah, being buried alive is, is my, my second biggest fear after drowning. Um, <laughs> so if anyone's listened to this and knows what's to get me, uh, that's, that's the way to do it. But I don't. Birds I, being I stuck at a nerd gathering at uh, <laughs> trading stuff. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's purgatory, that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's like, I don't need to see people risking their lives for my amusement no. anymore. That's the thing it comes down to. I didn't ask you to risk your life either because I don't care that much. I don't think no. you should be going through this for something that I am honestly don't give a fuck about. I've only come here for the five quid shrimp cocktails. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Menaces. Anyway. <laughs> Aaron, if we can please have today's scores, please. Oh, okay. So, uh, we'll put Chucky on a, uh, a kit of 13 tricks in a set. <laughs> Not very good ones. Ouch. <laughs> uh, we'll put, sorry. Uh, we'll put uh, Joe's story at 26 in a set. Get in. Uh, and uh, we'll stick Chris at 30 uh, oh, in a set. 
Um, I, I like the idea of uh, the, the one card being worth so much money uh, that you can buy everybody else's card in the world. <laughs> if you can find the picture of it, it is just he's just spray painted over it. I, I, it. I looked yeah. at him and was like, nay. <laughs> <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter at Weird Thing Pod. Come and say hello. Uh, Aaron, can you just tell us where we can find you on Twitter? Yeah, uh, I can. Uh, it's uh, at Z1Pod. Quite simple. Yep. Make sure to follow them and give them a listen. It is really a good, fun podcast. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next episode. Weird thing about that. Fizzy meat juice, yeah, fizzy beefy drink.